Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. Every person who can vote should vote on Election Day. I'm Brian Lehrer. You're listening to the Politics Brief podcast, bringing you the best coverage of the 2018 elections. You'll hear smart conversations from shows like On the Media, The New Yorker Radio Hour, The Takeaway, and yes, The Brian Lehrer Show. Plus, great reporting from our WNYC newsroom. We'll give you the information you need so you can choose wisely on Election Day. Welcome to Politics Brief. Despite billions of dollars spent on voter outreach, many political strategists believe you can't actually persuade anyone of anything. But one group is trying a new strategy. It's called deep canvassing. In New York City's only competitive congressional district, volunteers are going door to door holding long conversations about more than just who's on the ballot in November. WNYC's Fred Mogul recently joined canvassers on Staten Island and has this story. At a Dunkin' Donuts in the Rosebank neighborhood, Six canvassers are getting ready to knock on doors nearby. You click this little thing and you click filter. Adam Barbanel Fried is leading the group. He's a longtime community and union organizer. So, Julie, I'll take odd and you take even. Once everyone's figured out how to use the smartphone app that sets their route, Barbanel Fried reminds them of the larger strategy. If we don't make the case based on something that we've heard from their life, It shows that we're not listening, and if we're not listening, then we're just lecturing. The group is called Changing the Conversation Together. It's a political action committee with big ambitions that's starting small with a single race this election cycle. At the moment, the PAC is focusing on flipping New York's 11th congressional district, which encompasses Staten Island and parts of Brooklyn. But the group doesn't donate money to Max Rose, the Democratic challenger. In fact, they go out of their way not to mention his name at all. We try to talk about Trump and checks on Trump. Volunteer Julie Fraud says talking specifically about the candidates would just make it harder to connect with the voters they're trying to reach. And we really try to say, you know, whoever it is, if you have a Republican Congress, there's no checks on Trump. Traditional door knocking is largely a numbers game. You're trying to find as many voters on your side as possible and get them to the polls. Conventional wisdom holds that trying to win over voters from the other side is too much work, and it's expensive. Enter deep canvassing. A potentially groundbreaking new study that shows how face-to-face conversations, even brief ones, can actually change voters' minds on hot-button issues. You might have heard about this groundbreaking study. It made headlines for successfully changing attitudes toward gay people until it was revealed the researcher had faked much of the data. A controversial study that claimed a brief conversation with a gay canvasser could change people's minds about same-sex marriage has been retracted. Then, more credible social scientists modified the deep canvassing technique and found it really could change minds. Their peer-reviewed research was widely accepted. Voters' opinions can shift on issues when their own personal experiences are brought into play. Adam Barbanel Fried followed this back and forth closely. One of his mentors pioneered deep canvassing in Los Angeles. He decided to see if 20-minute-long heart-to-heart conversations could work, not just on social attitudes, but on electoral politics. They chose this neighborhood because in 2012 it voted for Obama, but then in 2016 it went for Trump. Hi, are you Gasper? Yeah. 
Gaspar Zarelli is a retired baker. Um, we're talking to people about the coming election and our concerns, interested in hearing what people think. Barbara Nelfried always opens with a question. Can I ask you, if you had two minutes to talk with President Trump about the job he's doing for you and your family, what would you tell him? Well, I tell you the truth, I like what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I would tell him, stop tweeting. (laughs) If canvassers get the vibe that no personal connection in the world is going to win over a hardcore Trump voter, such as Gaspar Zarelli, they cut bait. And then it's on to the next door. Hi, are you Thomas Dutori? Yes. Hey, my name is Adam. Asked what he'd tell President Trump, Dutori at first sounds like Zarelli. I don't know. uh, I would say he's doing okay. Doing okay? Dutori voted for Trump. He usually votes for Democrats, but Hillary Clinton didn't sit well with him. So what about the upcoming congressional election? How likely is it he'd vote for a Democrat then? I'm beginning to sour on Trump, to be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah. Like, how so? Mostly, I guess, his morals really don't sit well with me too much. Another kind of canvasser might seize the chance to mention the Democratic congressional candidate, but not Barbara Nelfried. Standing on the porch as the twilight fades, he tries to forge a deeper bond. My dad was born in Germany, and when he was seven years old, came home crying because the local youth parade wouldn't let him march because he was Jewish. There was a Hitler's Youth Parade. He talks about his family's exodus to America, and then fast-forwards to the white supremacists marching in Charlottesville, and President Trump saying there are good people on both sides. It infuriates me, you know? Yeah, I understand. Do you, do you, have you or anyone close to you ever been sort of like the subject of hate or discrimination? Uh, I have to say no, you know, they haven't been, but I, I certainly, you know, try to put myself in that position and it's terrible. It's, you know, it's horrible. Yeah. Barbara Nelfried asked Dottori if he thinks about how things affect his family when he votes. Well, you know, I, I try to think about what the future and how the world will be better, you know, mm-hmm. when my granddaughter becomes an adult, uh, you know. Hopefully that'll play out better for him by who I vote for in it. Yeah. Barbara Nelfried pivots to the president and congressional Republicans. Do you think we need checks and balances on President Trump? Uh, 100%. So, he asks, can the Democrats count on his support on November 6th? DeTore says yes. Because I believe that, you know, that I made a mistake and I would definitely vote Democrat this time around. Over two hours, we find lots of people who don't want to talk, one super gung-ho Democrat who does, and two immigrant citizens who previously voted for Obama, but not Clinton. One of them, a woman named Ila Sukadia, won't commit to anyone without more information about both candidates. You know, right now, I'm not here to decide whether I will vote for Democratic or Republican, but, you know, I would really give a thought and I would not just vote for anybody. She patiently listens to Barbanel Free talk at length about his family. But she's not interested in talking about hers, and she's not buying this personal connection stuff. Sakadia wants to know more about the candidates. I would really evaluate myself and see who would be the right person who will do a better job. I later asked Barbanel Freed why at that point he didn't just ditch the script and pile on some propaganda about the Republican incumbent, Dan Donovan, and the Democratic challenger, Max Rose. We are hoping to get people to ultimately vote for him. But for us, it's not just about this particular race. It's really about, you know, how do two citizens talk to one another, you know, from different communities. Back at the Dunkin' Donuts, the group debriefs. The six canvassers have had a few dozen conversations tonight. For Lisa Mann, an architect from Brooklyn, 
These outings are all about doing something to get outside her bubble. One of my great fears is that we're really, really not speaking to each other. And uh, this goes a long way towards bringing people to the same place. Research shows that deep canvassing changed the minds of about 1 in 10 people. This group can't prove they're swaying that many Staten Islanders, but they think they are tipping the scales a little bit, enough to try it again in 2020 on a bigger election map when the stakes are much higher. Fred Mogul, WNYC News. Thanks for listening to Politics Brief. If you want more, go to wnyc.org slash elections.